0: and cheers to the holiday season. Looking to be encouraged and inspired? Super. We have those things for you today on the Business of Life Masterclass Podcast. It's the show for people who thrive on opportunities, drive to get to results, and seek input and ideas to quickly incorporate in life and in business. So hello, it's Debbie Lundberg, author and founder and CEO of Presenting Powerfully. Barb Zant
1: here, corporate sales leader, founder of the lifestyle brand and blog, the stay-at-work mom and fashion stylist. So Debbie, today's guest is relatively new to Tampa Bay, Mm -hmm. yet not new to the world stage of success.
0: That's for sure.
1: So please do tell us more.
0: Yes, you know it, Barb, happy to do so. Our guest has spent his career defining the future impacts of developing technology and business around the world. I slowed down a little bit for that because it's so impressive, and I know you have checked him out as well. But for our audience, here's yeah. a little bit more. As a futurist and visionary, in 1998, he wrote his worldwide bestseller, Net Future, and essentially predicted the coming arrival of the internet and and the, all of the things associated that decade ahead of time. Can you imagine that? like he's got his own crystal ball. Uh, at the birth of the commercial web, he was the founding publisher of Interactive H, the first publication in history to launch in print and on the web simultaneously. We really take that for granted now, but it started somewhere and he was there. So that first one is at the head of NetFuture Institute, a U.S.-based think tank that focuses on disruptive business strategies and marketing tactics for a networked world. He is on the forefront of research, exploring the roles of artificial intelligence and the Internet of Things and their impact on consumer behaviors. He's a former vice president of IBM, where he ran a $1 billion, that's with a B, global division responsible for business strategy solutions in the media industry, including publishers and advertising agencies. He's also has been an associate publisher of Information Week and has been an adjunct professor at the Whittem- Whittemore School of Business and Economics at the University of New Hampshire. So you can tell he's been a lot of places where he's taught marketing research. Our guest has appeared on CNN, CNBC, Fox, Cheddar TV, and ABC TV's News Now, and is a regular guest on business radio talk shows. And now he's with us. We are so grateful. Please welcome Chuck Martin.
2: Thank you very much. I'm well so happy to be here.
1: Wow, it's so impressive. Very impressive. Welcome, Chuck. There are so many things for us to learn, and being in the presence of a high-tech genius is pretty darn exciting. So, even though Debbie is about to start our questions on our podcast, um, do tell our listeners something that is unique or interesting, or they wouldn't know if they weren't having a conversation with you.
2: Um, probably they don't know that I used to be a rock critic for the Boston Globe. A and rock I, critic? Yeah, rock music. I did the cool. first the interview of Elton John his first visit to the East Coast of oh, America. Oh, I love Elton John. Uh, as well as Eric Clapton, and I'm an on and on. Uh, I used to interview these people and review their concerts live. Did uh, you ever review
0: life. someone that you were really surprised that, that you didn't know that you'd like, and you, they just wowed you?
2: Oh, B.B. King, uh, Little Richard. Uh, I mean, anybody from, from you the imagine? past. Can did them all. Uh, I, me- I remember asking B.B. King if he was going to retire soon. This is, like, five, like, 40 years ago. He said, no way. you Are kidding? <laughs>
1: He's having
2: too much fun. Yeah, I, I interviewed Eric Clapton. He passed out in the middle of the interview. Oh, my god! <laughs> that kind of the early days of uh, – Oh, I, I bet. That was more socially <laughs> Anyway, that's something that's not <laughs> on my bio anymore. <laughs> I did not
0: read that. Super interesting. Well, thank you for the fun candor. Okay, so Chuck, we're moving on to what we call the Business of Life Masterclass Podcast for. We ask everybody these questions because we know that our listeners are excited to have that inspiration and learn. And certainly there's no wrong answer because Barb and I are here to learn. So you ready? Get it. Okay. What time do you get up in the morning, and what is your daily routine to get the day started right for you?
2: If I'm home, I'm up by certainly by seven thirty or eight o'clock. If I'm on the road, it's typically five thirty or six o'clock, depending on if I'm doing a speech or doing mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Um, and but my day doesn't really end, so I don't really look at how it begins. I really look at kind of the the whole the whole of the day. Okay. So I, I'll I'll work until I mean way into the night. So. It, it sort of doesn't, I look at it at the other, the other end, I, I figure it doesn't matter what time I get up because I can go until I'm done, whatever I have to get done.
0: <laughs> we had another guest who had a similar philosophy. Mm-hmm. So that's nice to hear with such successful people, the variety, but then once in a while there's a similarity too. All right. So what's something then other than that night routine, since it was more of a when you're done, uh, that you believe that if other people were to do it, it would assist them. We think of this as that extra umph that you have that perhaps you don't see in a lot of others.
2: There, People have, I don't know if they're aware of this, but their cognitive functions in their brain, the prefrontal cortex of their brain controls their 12 executive skills. And these are things like time management, organization, planning prioritization, goal-directed resistance, flexibility. And this is based on 40 years of neuroscience research. Um, Once those skills are developed in your early 20s, you have two or three that are your highs, and two or three that are your lows, and they're really not changeable for the rest of your life. I did a couple of books on this with some neuropsychologists back in the wow. days. Um, uh, it's called executive; they're called executive skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm high in, I'm low in time management, so it's really hard for me to be on time for things. But I'm very high in goal-directed persistence, so I know I can finish something. That's why I finish books on deadline, mm-hmm. even though I don't start them on time. I finished. I've hit every deadline for a manuscript. And what it, what I would suggest to people is they find out what their executive skills are, their cognitive functions, and and then play to their strengths as mm-hmm. opposed to trying to fix their weakness. People spend a lot of time trying to work on what they think they're not good at, as opposed to trying to do really well in what they are good at. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm I'm not good in working memory. So when you're under duress, you're your weakest skills fail first and they fail the biggest. My wife was really high in working memory. So when we're driving together, if I miss it, I expect I'm going to miss an exit. But so it's her responsibility, not mine. So if I miss an exit, it's her fault. Or get a
0: good, uh, well, because get a good
2: head, navigator. <laughs> because she's good in working memory. So yeah. she'll remember and she hmm. will know what time we're going to arrive. I've got two GPSs in my car to tell me what time it's, is going to happen, and I'm still not on time. Um, so, but I know it. Uh, so once, the big thing is to kind of know yourself and know your brain. And once you know your brain, you say, okay, that's my brain intellectually. Um, I'm low on emotion control. I'm not, I'm not, but you're low in emotional control. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get really upset and stay upset for a long time. So you have to know that and say, okay, I'm, I'm just getting upset because that's where my brain is. And then basically compartmentalize your, basically what you do. Mm-hmm. And move through it. Yeah. And then move through it. Exactly.
0: Now, for our listeners, great news. Chuck was early for our interview, so he was able to be here. But it's
2: what's called an effortful task. (laughs) I had to be really early to be on time. Okay. And it's really hard, Uh, so I I have to work extra hard at it because I I know it's called an effortful task. Well,
0: that's, that's wonderful to think about it that way, which makes it even more special that you were here, so thank you. Okay, number three. Who or what is the biggest influence in your life? Your success and your continued focus on making your life all that it is,
2: and what have you done with that influence? I, I've all my biggest influence is in my family, and it has been for my. There's probably a lot of people it's the same way you know, my entire life. I'm still very, very close with, with my entire family, even though they're kind of they're up, up north, where it's cold. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, it, but what I've tried to do is my my whole career, I've been able to I've been fortunate to kind of track where business and technology are going, mainly because I love it. I, I just I just mm-hmm. love what what I see technology is can do and is doing. And what I try to do, and I try to do this in my books, I do it in my lectures and so forth, is help people understand the context of what the heck's going on with technology because there's a huge gap between what comes out for technology and what normal people, which most people are normal, what, what they can adapt to for technology. <laughs> Where in 2007, when the iPhone came out, I knew this was going to be explosive. And at that time, everybody had a BlackBerry. And I would talk to people with BlackBerry. i say, no, I'm not going to get a new phone. Why don't I do that? to cost me like $300. That's what they were, were in those days. Mm-hmm. I mean, now they're $1,300. Um, I was
0: that normal person. I had that yeah, BlackBerry.
2: Well, well, we all did. That, but I, I could see this, this revolution coming. I could see this, okay, this is where the world is going. The, the iPhone was the first technological marvel of smartphone technology. But it wasn't about Apple. It, wasn't about, it was about the capability. is what people were going to be doing. And it struck me back then that, okay, people are going to be holding a, a very powerful computer in their hands all day and all night. And that, what is that going to do? Well, that's going to change how everyone does everything. everything. Basically, mm-hmm. it's going to change uh, shopping instead of be, be becoming a serial process where I'm at home, I'm going to go shopping, and you will leaving and go shopping. It became an iterative process where you're shopping all the time. You're shopping in a train station, shopping in a bus station, you're shopping in the car where you're driving. You shouldn't be, but you are. Um, and so it, it became basically different points of influence of where people were going to be impacted in terms of their behavior and their life. Mm-hmm. And what I try to do is basically explain that to people. And, and I would tell people back years ago uh, that there's going to be there's going to be wearable technology. They would laugh like wear technology and you know, look at your wrist right now. Everybody's wearing technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and you tell them there's going to be a, a a car that will will go somewhere for you and, and pick up something and bring it back. they like, are you crazy? Uh, well, that's that's happening right. happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, drones. I mean, all kinds of things that that people just they don't see coming. Uh, I have college students from, from way back when who are – I get notes from them. that you know They're friends, big companies now and say, I still remember the time you said I should sign up for this thing called LinkedIn and Twitter. And we thought you were crazy. <laughs> uh, it made no sense. Uh, I said, well, Imagine. yeah, uh, it didn't make sense at the time, but it will make sense over time. So yeah. what I try to do is help people understand where things are going and then how to get there step by step. Because people can't just jump off the whole bridge, basically. Right.
0: Speaking of which, jumping off those proverbial bridges, while we focus on the positive, we realize that there are often things that you may see that our listeners would like to know that you think here's something not to do, or is there anything that you would encourage people to stop doing because you think that might be holding them back?
2: Um, a, a couple of things that I would suggest they don't over plan uh, life, mm-hmm. basically. I, I never planned to write a book, ever. Um, I, so I didn't have this dream of writing a book where it was the, the top drawer. And now how many do you have? Uh, I've got 12. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, I mean, I love to write. So, but someone said, I did a speech once. I wrote an article. And someone said, you should make that a book. I said, you think so? They said, yeah. so how do you do a book? They said, we need a publisher. I said, where do I get a publisher? They said, yeah, I'll introduce you to somebody, the president of McGraw-Hill. Um, so I met Terry McGraw and uh, all mm-hmm. the folks. And I said, I've got this idea for a book. They said that's a great idea. It was, it was called the Digital Estate, which became a New York Times business bestseller, um, and 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 then uh, you know, the rest is kind of history. So just but,
0: don't overplan. But, it. But, Let but it I go. Never,
2: I never planned it. Mm-hmm. It, it, and people spend a lot of time over planning. I, I I tend to see, and the, because of this over planning, they don't get to do the overdoing. Mm-hmm. i have kind of overdone and underplanned, yeah. if <laughs> you will. I'm not never like you. You read all that stuff in the beginning. I, I don't really think about it. That, that way, I, I'm really just thinking, like, this is what I did t- today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm starting a new book, but it's not like a big deal for me. I'm just starting a new book. And mm-hmm. so I'm Moving always, through it. The work that's going to entail. Then it'll come out. People say, hey, that's really great. Like, yeah, you should have been there for the work part. Um, it, anyway, the point is, it's, it's, it's work. So, mm-hmm. do, do the work. Don't worry about the planning. Okay. Um, that's number one. Number two, um, do, do it before it's done. Um, a lot of people, especially businesses, they're trying to plan the ultimate thing, and by the time they get the ultimate thing done, it's 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 too late. Oh, um, mm-hmm. d- do it so don't not worry about perfection so much. Uh, kind of pr- improve on the fly. Don't look for perfection. Look for, for pretty okay. good, and then just keep going and making it better.
0: There's so much already, uh, and I know as as we start to close it out, Barb, what's one or two? What are one or two of the things that you saw? Has just so that many high
1: energy.
0: Of, of notes. She does, but she's just going to tell us one or two, and then we'll
1: tell you more on the follow-up. Overdone versus overplanned, and I, you know when you hear things three times, it it, it just really resonates with me mm-hmm. and with so many people, as we are all now tasked with so many um, distractions, mm-hmm. and so many people do that. And you know that very, um, you know, morning, the, the start of the day that you have, and, and pretty much you work until the day is done. And that that goes along with a lot of the things. And then play to your strengths and know those strengths. Mm -hmm. And even when you're with your wife, you talked about your companion, Debbie, I know we did that when we were on a a road trip where we were driving to catch a flight and um, work off each other's strengths. So I I try to be around people that are much smarter than I am. And I definitely learn so much. And like always, I want to hear more and more and more.
0: And we will do a lot with this. So before we give you how to get in touch with Chuck, was there anything you didn't get to share that you wanted to mention for our listeners?
2: Gosh, I, I hope this has been at least a little bit helpful for somebody. It's very. I mean, <laughs> we've gotten
0: so much. Uh, uh, I, I'd say that
2: I, I'm fortunate because I don't, I don't really um, – I, I work, but I don't really work. Uh, I've, I've never looked at these as jobs what I do it, it, i mean anyway I'm the journals of five day old newspapers editor report national magazines but I never looked at them as jobs mm-hmm. I never looked at it as i'm going to do this to make money um I do it because i I love it so find something that you really love do that and you'll be successful you, whatever you every you measure success either by by my wealth or feeling good or mm-hmm. um, having i mean weekends off or something, <laughs> yeah. something. Um, but i i work kind of all the time, but I don't work all the time. Mm-hmm. love it, You do. It, what a terrific
0: it, way to, to, to bring it all together. So thank you so much. It's just a great way to think about it. It's like, make sure that you're in the right place.
2: Yeah, make time.
0: Make time. Make time for other things. Well, thank you again, Chuck. And please know, listeners, you can stay connected with Chuck. Of course, LinkedIn and Twitter is one of the first people on there. We know this. Mm-hmm. You can follow him on all social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, most everywhere as Chuck Martin. So C-H-U-C-K-M-A-R-T-I-N. will be in the show notes. And his website is netfutureinstitute.com. And he is consistently sharing on his own podcast too. So check it out. You can follow Barb and me on Instagram and Facebook at the Business of Life Masterclass Podcast. Barb at the Stay at Work Mom and me at Debbie Lundberg. So please download, give us feedback, rate us so that we can continue to bring five-star guests like Chuck Martin so, stay tuned. We have huge appreciation for your time and energy. I wish you could see him. Uh, thank you for joining us. And we certainly wish you all of the best. We appreciate everyone who's listened to the podcast, which is our show for you, for successful people embracing every chance to accomplish and experience all you can, just like Chuck was saying, in business and in life. So, listen, choose, do. do.